Hello, friends. This episode is sponsored by Dante Zompetti, loan officer with Movement Mortgage, specializing in helping veterans use the benefits they have earned. Know a veteran who has questions on the VA home loan benefits? Dante can help. Call him at 937-522-5419 to learn more. Dante Zompetti, NMLS number 1452256, Movement Mortgage Supports Equal Housing Opportunity, NMLS ID 39179, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Ben, Dante's pretty good with loans yeah, for the most part. I got yeah. no complaint. Yeah, he, yeah. Yeah. So give him a call. But today's podcast, no guests today. We're going to get into it. Have some good conversations. Seattle market is supposed to be hot right now. We'll get into that. All right, man. What is up? Just chilling. Have you been drinking? No, uh, we may have cracked got, them open. You got your hair cut. Did, did you drink at the barbershop? No, I wish. I wish my barber, I wish she did some haircuts. I, I go around and get my haircut a couple of places. Trent's just I'm in a, a floater. You're just I'm a, a floater you're just in the haircuts. All around good mood today, which is just not. That's just. Uh, I'm always in a good mood. I'm always in a good mood. Oh, it's amateur status over here with Ben. I'm trying to get the Trent won't let me switch to the handheld microphone. I'm trying to get that because this one just sucks. It just gets. You gotta be professional. Use a hand mic. Use a hand I, mic. I, you just gotta keep it in I the told, face. I told you I want to use the hand mic, and you said consistency. We gotta be consistent with our sound. Yeah, you gotta be consistent. These are great mics. They're great. Did mics. you even order the new mics yet? I haven't ordered the new mics yet. <laughs> I knew you did it. They're back ordered. Over a week ago. Hey, last episode was good with uh, Press McKissick. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. A little heavy on the KW. I was going to come in and be like, you know, maybe we should just be like, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be that. But I was like, screw it. I'm not going to retract anything. No, there's no reason there's to retract good it. information we on had, that. We had the regional director of Keller Williams. And that's Partners. what we know. You think he's not going to talk about Keller I Williams? Know. I know. He's going to talk about Keller Williams. It would have been nice to get deeper down to what he did and how he got there and, and get more nitty gritty with their business because they built it up. But 100th episode. We told him he's coming back. Yes, he's coming back, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make him answer a couple questions a little bit more of a little bit dive deeper into a couple yeah, questions. Deeper. So the question that Ben's nose was so brown for being I was brown nosing hard. I was like, dang, what is this right now? Well, I took the blood oath. So you did take it. Yeah, we all drank the Kool Aid for show. Yeah, for show. So, um, I have to be nice to him. I can't. I can't be too mean. Um, what was the question? The, the question when we asked, you know, what is it? What is a consistent thing? Um, amongst the top agents, I felt like we kind of got almost like a blanket answer. You know, they work hard, they prospect. Well, he said they did the six or five or six things, which he is right. He does the things that are important. Basically, like any sales, leads, follow-up, get the appointments, get the listings. But But we should have. Man, we could spend two hours on that. You're a psych major. Yeah. That's what you studied in college. Yeah. And I, I like to understand the psychology of those people, not their work ethic, because I know their work ethic is really good. Well, I wanna, work ethic is psychology. Is Dude, it? Oh, damn. What was I hearing today? It is your beliefs don't make your habits. Your habits turn into your beliefs. So if you don't have good habits, you don't have good beliefs like, oh, I'm going to be really successful. You just can't think I'm going to be a top agent and you will become one. Your habits have to support your beliefs. Okay, but are these top agents, are they... So me, we, we've talked about we've talked about yeah. building habits. Um, <laughs> we we're going to talk we about were, it. We, we I, never really got into. We didn't it. touch on that. I think that's one of the episodes that we told we we, we were can tell he did. This so one, yeah, let's talk a little bit yeah. about habits. Me, I, 
I have a lot of bad habits that I know I have, right? It, right. From, I, let's think of a couple. I wake up late sometimes, right? I stay up too late and I, I wake up later than I would like to. Um, I check my phone first thing in the morning, right? Those oh are, my. It, but we talk I, about yeah. these habits, right? Yeah. They say it's not good for you. They, they say it's not good for you. So it's, I would Again, like to, they, I, everybody, they say, yeah, right? They. But are these top performers in any industry really, are they, are they actively trying to fix those habits or are they just naturally not checking, you know, those little things? Are they not checking their phone? Are they up at 5 a.m.? And I know, uh, you know, these, you know, Tom Ferry talked about, you know, in his early days, he was up, he was only sleeping three hours and he loved that grind, but now he swears by the eight hours of sleep. What I, I just don't yeah. understand. What? what What is it, right? Are they, is it that, oh, look at that. Are you God. kidding me, Ben? Come on, We went man. like six episodes without that. Um, I actually have, I actually have two good answers for that. I think two, my two thoughts, my two thoughts. Okay. Yes. There are people who need to build those habits. So I get up at like five right now, but even when I was in the military on a deployment, I kind of get up hardly at five to get, I'm like, they'll go work out. I just wasn't now I am because I know if I don't do it at five, I won't get it done. So, and it takes away time in the evening with just hanging out with the family and friends because you only get like two hours with your kid before he goes to bed. So, I think part of it is you build those habits. But I think there's other people who <clears throat> they know who they are. They don't get up at five. They're like, screw it. I'm not going to wake up to the alarm, drag my ass out of bed. Like Ben Kenny, I was listening to one of his things. He did top agents in this region. He's like, I don't set an alarm. I get up when I want to because I'm not going to wake up like that. He's like, that yeah. whole miracle morning thing. He's like, screw I, I, that. Yeah, I'm not doing I don't, that. I don't think it's, I think. Well, you got Jocko who gets up at like 4.30 every day, works out, works his ass off no matter what. Yeah. Because I like getting up early. That's so, me. But I think the, you just work with who you are. But it's like you stand on the shoulders of giants kind of a thing, follow the path. Okay, what are what is the consistent thing? I'm not, I'm not going to be the 4 a.m. 10 mile run guy. I just, I'm they not. Don't try to be that guy. So then what, how do you find success in waking up at 7.30 and... It's not, it's not about when you wake up. It's about what you do throughout the day. I can get, there's days I've gotten up at five and I didn't do shit. I didn't do shit. I, I, I got on my phone. I answered emails. I did some work on it. Well, I got stuff done, but for me, I kind of need that heart rate. I need to run or something just to get me going. But just because you get up early doesn't mean you're productive at this two extra hours. So what, what you're talking about is kind of what the habit that I'm working on right now, which is how much time do we spend wasting throughout our office day, Right. Yeah. Yeah. From checking your phone on social media to uh, answering texts that probably don't need to be answered to, to conversations in the right. office. So I've got, you know, I've got a kid coming in, in eight days now and you've already got a kid. So yeah, when, when I'm at the office, I need to be at the office because I'm not going to want to go home in seven days and, and work because I sat there right. and talked to somebody in the office for something that didn't benefit me or my family. So mm-hmm. my the habit that I'm trying to build is just kind of an overall habit, not waking up early. It's when I'm at the office, I'm at the office. I don't have time to do yeah. other things. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. It, it kind of really lights a fire underneath you because you'd be like, man, I was at the office. Like, what am I doing? I mean, my goal would be awesome to get out here by two or three to go yeah. on appointments. If yeah, I don't okay, have any, I okay. just go home. Wow. I just want to get, I need to knock out my calls in the morning. That's, and I'll, I'll get there. It's the whole time block thing we kind of talked about. Um, and hopefully you'll learn off me. Like I thought I could just continue my normal schedule. My kid came, yeah, go to the man. gym in the morning, bada bing. I mean, that kid's crying, getting up every two hours to feed. 
Um, How am I going to make cold not. calls when <laughs> Taylor is uh, yeah. Taylor? I don't know. If, yeah, Taylor's. I don't know if I've said my wife's name, but Taylor is sitting at home trying to recover from just giving birth to I've got to kind of wear that hat for two weeks, but I can't let my business subside. So how do I still make calls, still go on appointments, but make sure my wife is having the most enjoyable experience that she can? Well, that's where leverage comes in. Yeah, that's where leverage comes in. But guess who just got <laughs> hired as the first person for my leverage? The yeah. person that currently is just giving birth. So Ben not only hired his spouse, he also hired a pregnant lady who's given birth in like a week as his admin. Yeah. So Don't work with family. And uh, by the way, that family member that you just hired is going to go on maternity leave for two months. Oh, there's a light going off in Ben's head. <laughs> that was a bad idea. No, it, um, but we've got we've or you just got to understand your business is going to get put on hold. But it, I could. So here's no, a whole here, other I'm conversation you, that I want to talk I about. Could, my numbers would be better. More units would be closed right now if I'd make those calls in the evening and stuff. But I know my kids only. I'm only going to see him. You got to think about how much you don't see your kid. Not, yes. And you realize like I didn't see him all this morning because a little little shit slept until nine fifteen. I had breakfast made and everything. Usually he gets up at like six thirty seven. Just I sleep till nine fifteen. I was like. I can't just wait around. Like I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. I've been up yeah. since five. I, I gotta go. Like otherwise, I'll just lose my mind. But so I know when I get home today, I'll get two hours with him. You, you'll realize real soon that there's times where like, yes, I could be making evening calls where I get like a ninety percent connection rate. But I don't care because I'm spending time with the kid. And then you'll make it up somewhere else. Hopefully, if yeah, not, that ninety, screw it, who that ninety percent connection rate is is addicting. It's so easy. On oh my gosh, you, if you're the first person to call at six p.m. Oh, it's good night, connect, Jim Kite. You're you're getting that appointment. Yeah, but I mean, again, it goes back to like, all right, here's what a, kind of life do you want? We'll, we'll, I'm sure somebody that's listening. We, I, by the way, guys, thank you for the ten thousand three hundred downloads that we have. That fucking microphone. Last episode. Last episode. We had thirty thousand or fifty. I forget what you said. Yeah, last we time. dropped after that, which was probably <laughs> because it was KW heavy, and we do have a vast demographic of different brokerages listening to us. So I think we'll probably yeah. shoot back up to yeah. forty-five. How many recruits we got from like Remax and Coldwell? Like twenty? Oh, I, they at keep least coming. I mean, I can't answer all the responses on Instagram. I need, yeah, I need leverage just for that. Um, I don't even know what I was about to say. I, yeah. So let's get back to um, habits. I because you got you got the people who are like structured. I'm more of a. I like to be structured. Otherwise, I lose grip of my time, and I just like do things that aren't important that aren't the top sixteen six things that Preston said about what top agents do. Now you don't get there right away. You so, just don't understand and you don't have the systems and you don't have the people in place. I think to get there, that's what, in any business. You, no one has that usually, usually. All right. So here's, here's something I struggle with being trying to be too, too organized and too structured. So I'm all for time blocking. I think it's a great strategy, right? And I would love to make my whole life time blocked. You know, I would love to be able to wake up when I wake up and then have the rest of my day time blocked and including the time with my family. Yeah. But it doesn't work like that. Right. So how do you, I don't know, it can, it can, but I, I, I can time block one thing. I can time block my prospecting and I can time block maybe you can time block emails and text family in that, but it sounds you, weird when you say it, it is. But if you say, I'm not going to answer a phone call. Do you put everything on your calendar? No, I, I did. And it was almost annoying because I kept getting notified you. all the there, time. There's, there's, that's like, the question I was trying to get to. It was like, wake up, coffee, gratitude, 
Jim. I'm like, I don't I, I? It was too much. It was I, too you, much. Yes. I think you can overtime block. I, I but you do need to have it on there. Or my biggest problem was if there were three things on your calendar right now, what would they be? It is the wake up one. Um, send Facebook birthday messages, which I don't do anymore. Everybody I have on there, which I need, I'm gonna have my admin start doing. Um, and then on Sunday it has review and update calendar. So, well, those are your, if you had, if you in a dream world, put, Oh, dream, dream, your dream world, you put, oh, you, you yeah, could okay, time block gotcha, three gotcha. things in and your they, dream world and they would work out perfect every time. And every, so I, I talk about, uh, the 30,000 foot view, right? When I'm, when I'm setting tasks for right. my CRM. So, so you want one of my top three things that no matter what, world. they'd be just perfect. They'd never fluctuate. Yes. Five years down the road, you look right. back and be like, thank God I time blocked those things. Oh, Family, prospecting, and probably appointment times. So what would you make those time-wise? Uh, prospecting in the morning for two, I don't know, probably three, four hours, actually. Appointments. I mean, mine take forever. I got to shorten those fuckers up. I am going for like over an hour. Yeah. And over an hour. I need to be like a 30-minute. You know what I found that helps with that, if I can interrupt you? Yeah. Uh, sending them a calendar invite that has that hard cutoff time. I should do that. I, I need send- to tell them, it's hey... It's just going to be a 30 minute appointment. We'll be in and out, but now I'm good. But I just, I like building that rapport probably too much. Sometimes, um, I build that rapport too much to where I really, we all get along really well and I just keep going. I'm just like, I got to shut up. It's good to build that rapport, but it was, it it can be too much. It's too much. And then you oversell, right? People don't like oversells. Yeah. I don't oversell. I just, it's literally just talking about like what they like and just literally it's no sales. Almost okay. all my listing appointments are almost no sales. It's just talking. So literally talking. Okay. So then um, circle back to how it's Trent and I are, our feedback is that uh, Trent's voice is too deep and we get off topic too. But easy. I changed mine. I changed you did. mine. Now you sound, you sound real good in the headphones. Do I? Yeah. I've been working on my singing smooth. voice in the shower, but very, um, very white smooth. So, <laughs> If you if those are your fourth if those are your three things and yeah. we say that we want to prospect for three to four hours, right in the okay. morning, the first thing that we do, why is it so hard? Why is it so hard? I get distracted by all the, the non-important stuff, all the little Thank things you. here and there, there, bam, bam, bam. Notifications on Facebook. I'm like, okay, is there anyone out there looking to buy or sell? Like, it's it is somewhat business productive, but if if I was honest, it's not. Is this going to get you a buyer seller it's today? It's busy work. No. It, for me, it's busy work. Yeah, I, I killed spent, myself the last couple of weeks of busy work, and I'm like, I did not prospect. Now I got a board coming up full of listings. I'm like, okay, here we go. Because I got in, I flipped the switch on my brain. I was like, go, let's let's find stuff. Start. Yes. Hey, where are you guys at? Hey, you guys ready to go? You guys ready to go? I was like, if I could do that, like I think I said it before, if I say I just make ten calls, if I get those ten calls, I feel good for the day. Like I feel like I did something. But if I do all that little shit, there's just no accomplishment I, I, or like no. I, there's no there's no like uh scale to say hey okay i'm on my way to for my goal i got big goals behind you for next year whoa buddy written out at 16 all in. five 16 five baby i'm gonna when i go over my goals 16 five oh 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 one it's all right hey we talked <laughs> but, about it as long as the next thing if you did Four hours of prospecting every day. I, if would be, we did, I know I would be there. You'd, That's we, the we would crush that number. I know it. So why don't we do it? I'm because doing we like sit there. Thirty minutes my, right now. Yeah, my brain goes. Here's how my brain works. Right. Yeah. I know that prospecting is the most important thing, and this goes for any business because we've we've all read the books. Right. 
your business doesn't succeed if you don't have sales. Yep. So prospecting is the most important thing you can do. So why don't we do it first thing in the morning? Because we feel, me, I feel as if, okay, what am I missing? What am I going to get in trouble because I, I didn't do? So I open up, I, I, I wake up in the morning, I look at my emails, and then I just start trying to fix problems or trying to find problems to fix. I, I don't know if, if anybody deals with that, but I, I go through my emails and say, okay, what can I stop before it arises? And then by noon, I'm distracted or I'm beat down because I've had all this stuff. And then I don't prospect that day. And then the entire day is gone wasted. Where why don't I go do something that gives you energy, right? The tasks that you do either give you energy or drain you of energy. You go and ha- you, you prospect for four hours, which is your most important thing. That's going to go ahead and give you energy, right? Because you just schedule three listing appointments or three buyer consultations. After four hours of prospecting, you're going to feel real juiced to do the rest five rest of your four hours of work. I think part of that answer is like did today. Talk, did I talk too much there? No, that's a great, perfect start to finish. I think part of that is when you start doing it and something bad happens. Like I, I lost a buyer. Um, the I lender, know. yes, the lender couldn't get it done, which not his fault necessarily. He's like, I was like, Hey, they got approved in 24 hours to someone else. He's like, great. Well, when they go to close, I like, unless they use someone else, which she wanted, they're not going to be able to get it done. I was like, okay. And I was like, and I knew they were going with a different uh, agent because they never got back with me for over a week. And it wasn't the lender's fault. Later come to find out, it's like, Hey, what could I have done, done to better serve you? And she was like, well, they sent us this link to this website. They gave us better listings in Zillow. I'm like, the MLS. The MLS. I was like, and I was like, in my brain, I just got pissed because I'm like, how did I not one either do that or two translate it? Because it went to her daughter who can't even buy the house. The mom's buying it with her grandma who's going to be living with the, the kids. But daughter's tech savvy. And- but daughter, yes. So I had the right buyer. So in sales, you always say, who's the decision maker? Find that person. Technically, I found that person, but I didn't find an influencer. You know what I'm saying? Slick. I like that way you phrase that. Oh, thank you. So the challenger sale, it's a good book. We read it. Reynolds and Reynolds. But, um, anyways, so I was like, I missed it. But I also, I'm like, did I actually set her up? I don't know if I did. So I think I may have actually dropped the ball on, on the most basic thing you could do with a buyer. But then it also tells me they're going out there looking at other houses without taking me with them. So what are you going to do there? Those leads. The so, buyer leads but, man. so what oh. you're saying is, that happened. It, it hit you this morning, and then guess what? Off. You didn't do anything the rest of the day. No, I did actually. Okay. So got a listing appointment set set up, but I was like, you know, you just got to understand, like, you're not going to be on top of it 24 seven. You're going to have days where you break. I think and you just the best thing I've started learning is it's okay to have those days. Yeah, because when I set myself to that schedule, if I don't do it, I beat myself up, and I keep beating it, beating it up, beating me up. I'm like, I miss all this stuff. I'm like, how about I just go through, clear out the people. Where you, the weed, get the weeds out. Either they're going to buy or sell or not. Focus on the people who are and start working it. And those are, for right now, those are the only people I can manage right now workflow-wise is people who are actually looking to buy or sell. I don't have time to entertain people who are like, well, I might buy if the right house comes on the market type situation. You don't have time. Yeah, I don't have time. And you can it's set not those a people, bad thing. I just need another pe- agent to take, you take can, that over. You can go get, I don't know when I'm going to buy mm-hmm. people on a portal and you can go get those, Years. you can go get handfuls of them for five bucks Yeah, and you can just set them up on a portal and the numbers are going to bear me. Uh, this is going to sound annoying. Sorry guys. 
you can you can get those people all day. That's the problem, and you can waste a lot of time and money on them. You can go waste a lot of time and money on them, where you can just set them up on an automatic search, follow up, you know, once a month, and and check in with them. Or yeah. you can go and get upset because one of them walked away. Yeah, and then your day goes. So what what happens to me is here, and they probably may not be a buyer. So it's like so I was like, all right, whatever. I was like. I'm not. I'm not trying to say I have enough people that I don't care if I lose someone because I hate losing. Like it pissed me off not because I hate. I didn't do my job. So it's just because I'm like I just lost out on a buyer who they also have a, a listing that would be coming up if they ever buy find a house with their grandma. So I'm like, so th- I don't see it as a part of it. I didn't do the service. But I'm like that's two deals turns into two. Refer- I talked about before two reviews. Hopefully positive reviews turns into multiple referrals from the family. Yes, and you just lost all that. So again, like it's not the one off deal. It's the future, the future deals. deals. Yeah. And now, you, now you're playing catch up because they may have a great experience with this agent. Yeah. And, well, I'm saying, well, if yeah. they do, they have a great experience with this agent. What? Maybe 70% of agents don't follow up or follow through or follow back. Ryan Serhant. So now you're playing catch up with that, trying to get them in the circle over the next five years. Because right, you still have their contact information. You're going to set them up on something. You'd be, yeah, wa- they're, they'd they're, be a waste if you didn't. They're in my serum. They're in yeah. command. And, I'll, and I got them and I'll make it work. You but want, you want you me to sidetrack? Yeah. You want to know something I'm going to start doing? It's going to be fantastic. Every listen I've had, I'm going to go back. Now tell me, I will tell you, yeah. should you not say this if there are agents? I don't care. They can they can do it, okay. but they're not going to do it. Fair. People pay thousands of dollars to go to a seminar. They come out all jazzed for two weeks, and then they don't follow through. Shout out every I could tell, real estate seminar I've ever been yeah. to. <laughs> and there are stuff I haven't. Obviously, there's 90% of stuff I don't implement. Um, it's biggest church one was, camp. It's it's church camp when you're a kid. Everyone's go, really holy. I go to church. So I go to church later. camp as a kid, and I come back and and I, first of all, I and will, you find your dad's closet. <laughs> first of all, I will say, uh, I, this is not diminishing church camp. But people go to church camp as kids. They come back yeah. holy, and then two weeks later, they're, they're out. Back smoke, the same ruckus. They're out vaping and and having and having sex. <laughs> or I'll just gonna say, going through your dad's closet, finding old Playboys. But yeah. That happens. Did you guys have like a, a box of Playboy stashed when you were did kids? It. No. My my friend's dad did has stash like this. I took it. This is how I knew I was going to be pretty good. I took it. <laughs> I grabbed it. I was like, okay. And I turned around a week later because I was like, well, I don't want to get in trouble. So I sold it to the neighbor kid for five bucks. Nice. So I made $5. Good job. I was like, it's great. We had we had a box of nudie mags. There was like, I went to a, a like a, a pool, like a private pool thing. Yeah. And in next to the pool was a woods and all the kids, all the guy kids would go out. And, and when you got older, you would go make out with your girlfriend in the woods, but yeah, weird situation th- now that I'm saying it out loud. But <laughs> so <laughs> these kids, we would go out into the woods and there were just, there was a box of nudie mags. I no idea how they ever got there. And there was just, the, and that's, 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 that's you, where you go look at, that's them. where you go look at them. Luckily I grew up in this neighborhood. So I was always over in the woods. <laughs> and then we had a kid, uh, who whose dad had like a Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition? Nice. He brought that in, and there was a there was like this. I, I looked at a lot of nudie mags as like an elementary school student, which is like, why am I spending this much? And time your parents were like, it? man, he really loves the woods. He's gonna be in the nature. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's they always s- something. They set me up on all types of nature excursions and summer camps. Have I ever told you a summer camp story? Real quick, and then we'll start oh back. Oh my god. Yes. All right. This yeah. is a good one. My everybody loves this. So my parents um, sent me to summer camp as a kid, one summer. Yeah. Right. They sent me for one week. You got expelled? No. 
I, I don't you dare give me a sound. I, I go for one week. I come back and I said, that, that was the best week of my life. I want to go back next year. The next four summers, they sent me away for the entire summer for that same summer camp. Are Mind you serious? You, this was like a one week, two week summer camp. And I was the only kid that was there like all summer. So you just had like repeat people coming. Well, or no, like everybody. You were there the whole time. But everyone else. I would be, there, would I would be there the whole time, and I, you would go like to Kings Island as like on the weekends because it was only yeah. like ten kids on the weekends. And eventually, the camp counselor was like, "Yo, like, what's going on here, man? Like, you're here all summer." And mo- the most a kid would go for it was two weeks. My parents just were like, "See ya, Ben." Isn't that weird to think about? I don't know if I'd want to send my kid off for an entire. You know, they had a summer camps back in the day, like Fat Camp. You remember that movie with Ben Stiller? Uh. Uh-uh. Oh my dude, you gotta watch it. Hilarious movie. Um I was a camp kid. I wanted to grow up to be a camp counselor. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Um anyways, back but, to habits. But it's crazy like people send their kids out to camp for an entire summer. Be like, all right, see you later. With people you've never met to sleep in the cabin with well, your child. Yeah, I'm still a new parent. So I'm like, dude, I love spending time with my kid. Now we look like with our jobs, it's you're always on, kinda. You do turn it off, yes. but you're gonna be on, dude. You're in a rude awakening, but it's a good awakening. Yes, I'm very um, excited. But let's get back to it. So one thing I want to do is every house I've sold, we're going to go back, find the buyer, get their information, and start prospecting that buyer. You should. Yeah. Think about that. That's You have your contact information. Yeah. So that, that should be almost, it'll be over 100 houses. Over 100 houses of the people you know their name. You know their phone number. Yeah. You know their email. You know their well, address. I might know their name and number if I didn't help them buy. I'm talking about like people who bought represented by someone else. Yeah. So I'm going to go back and start prospecting. Who else would know the house better than the guy that sold it to him? Yeah. That's what I'm going to start doing. Why not? I started to notice a lot of people are looking to sell their house two or three years after they bought it. It's not... I, I know we hear five well, to seven years. It, it is. But because but lately, it, I'm it, hearing two to three years. It's five to seven years because you've got two spectrums. You've got the... 10 to 20 and you've got the two to three and it meets in the middle. Dude, it's crazy. It's I, I would absolutely say, I, I mean, Taylor and I don't want to, don't plan to stay in our house for very long. I mean, you, how me, long I were you for four years? I was almost, I was right there. I four would to say, five years I would say first time home buyers are more likely to sell in two to three years. I think it depends on their situation. If you knew someone who's buying your house, they were freshly married and it's a it's 1300 square foot house th- still a three two three one and a half or one you know they're going to be selling because they're going to eventually have kids hopefully if everything goes all right with the marriage they're going to have kids they're going to progress get a bigger house so why would you not prospect them? you should be at every single baby event i'd love to right oh we're having a kid great you definitely need more space ah uh, let me tell you the horror stories of my 1300 square foot house i could not i'm in 3600 square feet it's beautiful i am so glad we got more space because our baby has so much room to run around. Right. Have you looked at anything? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a strategy. Is, it? is it kind of creepy if you hang out like a baby RS or something like that and just like, well, hey, right? Play 52 card pickup with your business cards and bye bye baby. Just throw I, them up in I the I want to start walking around looking for pregnant women and just be like, hey, where you guys live at? That's great. Are you guys looking to get a bigger house? Yeah. Super creepy. Might you get a record. Like, you but. look like you need more space. Yeah. If I told Taylor that right now, hey, sweetie. I'm you, not talking about your pants. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you need more space. That's a rough go. That's a rough go. Anyway, but so what, how, do you prospect, how do you prospect those buyers? Uh, those, yeah, they were buyers. Now they're going to be sellers, which will buy. Dude, just like it would be a different approach. And my obviously people I worked with to say help buy that house or a house like that. I'll just be like, 
Hey, um, I was wanting to help you sell your house. I just want to see how things are going with the property. If you had any questions on it. So phone call, I would send a letter. You're going like, to phone call them. Yeah. Early in the process or no, I'd wait like a year. You got to wait a year. I mean, I I'm think. not going to do it right away. Actually, I think it depends. If it's been over a year, I'll give them a call. If it's pretty soon, I'll send them a letter. Dude. I'd be like, Hey, thanks for buying this house. You guys were great to work with. If you have any questions on the property, give me a call. Boom. Dude, isn't it good? What do you like? I see your eyes. I see your brain turning. And you're like, yeah. I think it's nice. Because guess what? That agent forgot about them. Yes. They're not talking to them right now. Yes. They're like, oh, they're not going to buy in five years. Yeah. Even if they do, they'll probably call me. That is the biggest. How many agents do you think actually follow up with the people that buy houses? Now, I'm going to point to like, man, I understand why it's tough to if you're, if you're doing uh, the, it for a while. The people that do that are the top agents. Top 10 agents. They do board. the top five to six people. Yes. Yeah. There is a, there's an Where agent. do you think that number puts me at? Top 20. That'll put you in top 20, yeah. Uh, top 10 puts you in top 50. Makes top, 10 puts you in top 50. I, oh, I had the papers. Oh, no. Yeah, From two, last year. 8 million puts you in the top 50. Yeah. Yeah. Which is ridiculous for this market. Should I take it? Trent's picking up a Zillow lead right now. Let's hear how it, let's hear how live call. I can't take a live call. Let's see what you got, Trent. I got them know they're being recorded. True. It's probably a virtual tour. This is bad radio. It's horrible radio. That's interesting. Oh, I can't, I can't do this live. I got to tell them. Yes, it is. Hi, Trent. I have Elaine. She would like to request an in-person tour of 424 West Market Street in Germantown for Thursday, June 25th. Yeah, I can make that happen. Okay, great. And she was also asking if you could text her. She's just unable to talk on the phone at the moment. Yeah, I'll get right to her. Great. I'll send everything now um, to your CRM. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Dude, I would love to take one of those on the phone, on the radio, oh, yeah. or, or the podcast. I'd love to do that on the podcast. We should. We I should want to do, do like some, a full combo. We should but do yeah. some live sales calls on the the Instagram. Yeah, but the problem is you gotta let them know they're being recorded. Well, you don't let them know you're being recorded. Yeah, my phone keeps going off. It keeps messing up the recording. Okay, man. here's one. Do you record yourself making cold calls? No, I do. Do you really? Yeah, it's like game film. <laughs> like you got to see how I play. Um, I did that with wrestling. I never did that phone calls because I, I know, I know, I know where so, I screw up. Right, here's, here's, I curse a lot after I'm I drop give you a ball. Secret right now. This is this is a script I've been using. Okay. Um, Siri just started recording me. What are you? She's this trying. might be our worst recording podcast yet. It is, but I think I think people I mean, are enjoying it's this. Real. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you get phone calls when you get them. So, if I could do this without getting in trouble and like have the actual phone call recorded, yeah, I'd love to do it. How? What would be better than doing a podcast live? With a real buyer or seller calling you. That's clickbait. Wow. Live. Million dollar giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> so I have been doing, I, I have you, do you, when I listen to people's scripts, because you can tell what people have been saying on the phone. Yeah. And there's people in our office who call the same things that I do. So I listen to what they have to say. Do you really? And then I build oh. a script the exact opposite. So what all these people are saying is, you know, I cold call expires and terminates, and I'm going to give a huge secret away. So I really hope I'll hold it. Uh, yeah. So, and this has been, it's been absolutely crushing it, but somebody will say, you're like the fifth agent to call me, right? How often do you hear that? Yeah. I mean, I do Fizbo's yeah. mostly, dude. And and what I tell, and this will work for Fizbo's. They say, man, you're the fifth agent to call me. And I say, yeah. And I bet they all had buyers for you, didn't they? 
And they say, yeah. And I said, well, why didn't they bring him through when it was listed? And they said, that's what I was thinking. And then you go into your speech. Because yeah. now you've just connected with them automatically because everybody's you're calling give, the BS. Everybody's giving them the same speech that they're already calling the BS on. And you're just saying, listen, I don't have a buyer for you because I'm exclusive to listing agent. I'm an exclusive listing agent. Ooh. I don't spend four hours in the car showing buyers your house. I spend four hours calling other agents trying to get your house sold. Okay. And instantly their guard is down because you've created a connection of the BS with other agents. Right. Right. And sometimes an agent may have a buyer, but why did that buyer not show during that time? During that time. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like what people are like, I do script practice uh, with this lady in California. She's good. I think it works over there. Uh, you got to do what works for you, but I don't like telling someone, Hey, I, I got don't a like couple potential BS. buyers. Unless I that. actually have it. So I don't like doing it unless I actually do it. People say that. I'm like, why? Sellers aren't dumb because you're the yes. 20th person saying that to them. And I'm not saying that just because you said it, just because I know. But I'm like, hey, I'd love to talk to you. I was like, I do have some people that are buyers that might be interested. If, if I, I actually I do, I was yes. like, because I literally showed a house. I went to go preview a FISBO. I'm like, hey, I'll see because this is pretty much what she's looking for. I just pop in. This lady used to be an agent, I guess, down in Kentucky, Lake Cumberland. And I was like, I think this actually be, we went to go look at it at AM this morning. It's probably not going to work for her, but I would never waste someone's time or my own time acting like I had a buyer just to get in front of them. To and try then what and are you going to do? When, yeah. Bring your buyer through. Oh, I'll just, I'll, I'll come preview it. Will you be there so I can preview it? Oh, I don't think this house would work. Shut the fuck up, dude. Like I, you weren't, you don't have a buyer. You're, you're waiting. You're going to piss people. You're going to piss people off. And it just gives us bad rep, just like some other stuff people do. But that's in every business. It's in every business. But and so it's a strategy right now because there's a lot of buyers and not a lot of listings. You know what the best way to call on? I can almost, I would say if I sold a house in your neighborhood, I'm 90% sure I can get that listing appointment. Because right. having the leverage in that neighborhood sets you apart. Yeah. Because if I call and say, you know, hey. I actually just sold 123 Main Street, which is right around the corner from you. You're familiar with that? Yeah, I saw that house sell. What is it about yours that hasn't sold? Yeah. And they're like, I don't know. And they said, well, <laughs> let me just come out and maybe I can kind of give you my opinion and see if we can help you out. And every time. And how do you help them out? By listing the property. By listing the property. Here's what we can do differently. And there's a lot of different pricing strategies, marketing strategies you can do. Right, a lot of agents in this market still put the sign in the yard and keep their fingers crossed because for 70% of the properties it will sell. I've been using 70% a lot. But there are you I will say okay. for 70% of the properties it will sell if you put the sign in the yard and keep the fingers crossed. Yeah, Overnight, as long as it's priced okay. And I I use the same conversation people like, you know, there will be agents that get the, put a sign in the yard Put on them less and, and you're going to think the that three P's are real and, and if, if classic it, conversation. And if it goes, if it sells within the first 24 hours, you are going to think that they are the world's best agent. Yes. It's not the agent. Right. We talked about this before. Yeah. It's not the agent. It's the market. It Right now, it is 99% the market. Yeah. It just is. I mean, I tell, I tell sellers that. I'm like, listen, there's a good chance it was so fast. And yes, I'm still going to market it, try and get as many offers in or the best offer. But you're, at this point, you're paying me to pretty much be your advisor, which we talk about. Like that's yes. why I tell people, I'm your real estate advisor. I'm not your agent. I'm an advisor. Almost. I don't want to tell you what to do. Oh, I'm too much of a therapist. 
Uh, to me, divorce hey, dude, it's a bad omen. I don't know what's going on. I, you I got thought, a happy marriage. Your wife. Loves I have you. a happy marriage, but divorce, I told my wife, I was like, don't ever divorce me. This is miserable. People are going to divorce at 70, 65 years old. I'm what? like, what do you have left in you? Just hammer it out, baby. You made it 60, 70 years. Honestly, Jeez, it, yeah. if Taylor, if Taylor divorced me at 65, what we'd be married for 40 years. I just see ya. I, I, I'm off a bridge. I don't even know what I do, I but um, that, that yeah, bad. yeah, it's, yikes! Ooh, that was bad. Um, that was bad. But is there one of these bad? Air yeah, air I air think air. this is. Where's one? No, that's that's the wrong one. You been drinking? Yeah, there it is. There it is. Bad joke. Crickets. Move on. But um, I think you have to be honest with what you're saying with people, which usually I am. Ninety nine percent of the time, I'm not lying about anything because there's a fine line. I had this talk up front. Is, I, was, I asked someone, I was like, do you think there's a difference between negotiating and lying? They said, yes. I was like, so do I. So do I. Because there's people that lie like, oh, well, they own it outright. <laughs> I was like, okay, great. And then later on, they're like, well, they don't want to go in debt $25,000. I'm like, debt for what? They're like, well, they bought another property. I'm like, okay. Like, that's not how this fucking works. No. I was like, they're not in debt. Like, he made it sound like they still owed money on the house. So I thought he was lying about it. But I'm like, their debt for buying a house is not my problem because they think their house is worth an exorbitant amount of money that's overpriced. So I don't know. Yeah. Just don't lie to them. You just tell them what you're going to do. And you get, you. I mean, you got to get in front of them. But the worst thing you could do is if they think you got a buyer, they're thinking you're going to buy the house, not yes. sell the house. Yes. So I think mentally, and you really set them up on a circling, different conversation. And you're circling back. You're playing, you're swimming upstream when you're, when they think how, you're I don't coming even know to how show. you bring that back. I have. No idea how you bring that back. I, I don't had, want to be in that situation where it's like, wait a second. I thought this. I thought you were looking for a buyer. Yeah, Why I thought you, you had about? a buyer for this property. Yeah. I mean, I, how you circle back from that, buddy? That's a foot and mouth. I. Speaking of circling back, I finally remembered what I was going to say. Go. Okay, so your follow up thing. How you're going to follow up with with people who bought yes. my listings that I did not represent? Boy, everybody who told us that we jump around is going to love what I'm about to say. Nice. Okay, so Trent's Prove talk, right. Trent, Trent is talking about following up with people who, when he had the we're listing, not were not his clients, and they bought, or uh, vice versa. There is a top agent in the area that um, Trent and I kind of shadowed when we were we were in his shadows when we were coming up and. I'm intrigued. One, one of the things he told me is you how many appointments and how many listings and buyers he got off of just not being on his phone at the closing table. And because you have the buyers and sellers are sitting at a closing table, right? That's smart. Out here in Dayton, we have a lot of round table closings. I don't particularly love it, but we do have a lot of round table closings. So the buyers and sellers are sitting with their agent and the title company. Oftentimes, the other agent is too busy and can't be bothered. They're on their phone. They're sitting there texting while their client is either buying or selling a major investment. I'm not going to lie. I do that. And you shouldn't because some, some but, but this agent, he says that he always is. Oh, cause as the, we all, we're all any real estate agent knows you don't do shit at the closing table. You sit there and wait, make you sure sit there and wait in your request. You have to basically make it look like you're not just there to collect a commission check. But if you are an agent who is tentative, paying attention talking, kind of keeping the conversation light at the closing table, making sure you're explaining everything to your clients right? while the other agent's on their phone, who are they going to remember? Especially if they didn't have a great experience with their real estate agent. And that that agent is one of, probably, I think he's a top five agent in the area. 
And he told me that he will get business every year from somebody who had previously sold with another agent while he was at the closing table. He Mm -hmm. was tentative and paying attention and they wanted to use him. That right there to me is just, is such I mean, a I've answered thing. questions for the other people. Yes. Because the, the other agent didn't know. Yes. And all I want people to do, I mean, not just my client. My clients can ask me questions, but if it's someone else's clients, I'm telling them like, yep, you're good. That's what that means to sign. I just need people to sign because closings are where deals get lost a lot of times along with appraisals and inspections. But closings happen all the time. That's like the worst time that lose it because you can't at that point it's really done there ain't no one coming back how many closings have you lost how many deals have you lost at the closing table none remember i had that one lady i had to keep <laughs> it was a three-hour closing oh jesus i sat there and like talked with her and she's like well i, I just don't know if i want to buy it and i'm like what and so here it was this older lady she's buying it with her daughter because they were moving all the way from i think it was like montana or idaho and they were coming all the way over her daughter got stuck. Their U-Haul broke down in the middle of Nebraska where they had no service. Almost zero, zero service. How I got through to her, I have no idea. This is a sign is what she was saying. And her mom was like, gets a closure. She's like, I just don't feel comfortable signing. I'm like, <clears throat> what? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I was this entire process. Now you tell me this. I'm like, I'm happy to answer all the questions and like, you know, make you feel comfortable before you'd sign something, buy a house, which is a large purchase. But I'm like, excuse me. She's like, well, I just really want my daughter to be here. I'm like, they're broken down in Nebraska. Oh they're not going to be here for a week. This was recent. Uh, no, this was probably last year, actually. So I, I was like talking I to this lady for over an hour, and we kept trying to call the daughter. Somehow we got service. She's like, yeah, like we just got service. We have to go to this one part of town, and I, I got your phone call. I'm like, your mom's not going to sign the paperwork. She's like, what? I was like, you need to talk to her, otherwise the like she's not signing. She doesn't feel comfortable And me and the uh, title company. We're just talking to her like, Hey, this is, you know, this. And she's just, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, if you don't feel comfortable, don't sign. I was like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that right now. But if you're just nervous and whatever, I mean, your daughter wants the house, you're both buying it, all this other stuff over three hours. But I mean, it got close. I haven't had anything crazy, but I mean, you never know because some people are super emotional. Everyone's sometimes they're pissed off at each other. It could be the world's best closing, but every time I, I go into a closing, I feel like I'm going to war. Like every you just never know. Single, I had a closing two weeks ago where I thought everything was smooth and dandy, and then I get yelled at in the middle of the closing table. I know that was funny. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> even my fault. I can't cut your check. Hey, extreme ownership. It's always your fault. Extreme what could you have done differently, oh, Jocko? What could you have done differently, Jocko? Dude, right I love there. that shit. I do like. I love it. It's just like okay, it's my fault. What could I've done better? Okay, yeah. How do you want? How do you want? When you tell, when you tell people, okay, I apologize. That's my fault. What could I have done differently? One, they know if it's really not your fault. They're like, well, you could have done anything. Well, I could have done something because obviously you're mad at me. The answer is, well, we're not. We're not not mad at you. We're mad at the situation, and you're our sounding board. That's always their answer. And all you got to do is keep asking. Well, what could I have done better? What could I have done differently? Okay, because if you do think of it that way which I think we go all the way back to the first five minutes of our real business conversation. If you say no matter what problem happens in your business, whether your admin dropped the ball or an agent that you hired dropped the ball, you can go back. Well, that's my fault. What I've done differently. I could have trained them better. I could have told them to do this instead. I could have had them forward the phone call to me. There's always a reason like you're making excuses to put it on someone else, but there's always a reason. And I wish I would have listened to him yeah. and like read his book when I was in the military. Cause 
I wasn't like that necessarily, but I could have been a lot better. But if you listen and take that on, you're like, okay. If you just say everything's your fault, you don't go so pissed off all the time. You're like, okay, what could I have done better? What could I, show me. Okay. I, I messed up. I'll change it so it doesn't happen again. Yeah. That's all you can do. I like the extreme ownership. Yeah, it's great. Right, I, so. I think agents need to do that, uh, especially in this office and other offices and just elsewhere. They just need to be like, there's too many like excuses and crying and whining. Just be like, okay, what can I do better? Yeah. Okay. Zillow's trying to get us out of business. What can I do? How about you work your database? I just fed you prospect for the first time. I know. It sucks, but as long as you have a strategy doing it and it's not yeah. your whole, like we talked about that yesterday, like my strategy was to get one area, have my face out there in that one area. I only have one area. I don't have 20 areas. It's one and area. Your, your area is specific to you, which is what my ultimate goal I'm trying is, to make it my specific area to me. is sold out. And let me ask you this real quick yeah. before we stop. We're at 45. We got time to go or are we, are we slowing down? I, I'm. We can roll on, man. Let's just, I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily be 45 minutes. We're trying to bang out an hour. Dude, we could go two hours an episode. We could. What's your wife saying? Because I got Nothing. a couple I, things. I uh, I texted her. I told her. I was like, finish up the podcast. What's up, babe? I haven't gotten a text from Taylor yet. So we're going to go until one of us gets the, Ugh. maybe not that far. Either, we'll go way. until we feel okay. like it's a good stopping so, point. Um, we still got to talk about the great market in downtown Seattle. <laughs> By the way, they're selling condos like hotcakes in about downtown Seattle area. It's perfect. It has its own security system. The prices are dropping, so you can buy while it's low. It's great out there. <laughs> All right, so I got two stories for you real quick, and then I want to circle back to habits, closing table stories for you. Okay, run. First one, we're sitting at the closing table. This is, I don't, for for anybody in the area, I don't, I don't typically do roundtable closings. I don't like the cheerfulness, and I don't like what my clients could say. Okay. Like Trent's saying that you could lose things. Things can go bad, real bad at the closing table. Here's one example. We're sitting at the closing table. It's a round table. I have the sellers. The buyer sits there and starts talking to my seller about how much he loves the neighborhood, how excited he is that it's so safe and that he can't. He's so pumped about the area. Okay. My seller interjects and says, you're going to hear about a drug bust. (laughs) <laughs> but it's not that big of a deal. Let me explain. To which I looked at her okay. with fury. Shut, Shut up. up. Next one. This is the this is the real icing on the cake. House was previously listed with uh, another agent. It goes under contract. Um, yeah, it goes through the inspection period, goes through the appraisal period, and ends up uh, short appraising by $20,000. Yep. That she accepts it. My client accepts it. Deal falls through last minute because of financing. Okay. We get to the closing table. I said, there's no reason your house should have ever appraised $20,000 short. We listed it at that price. We had multiple offers. We get it accepted. Yep. Goes through the inspection period. Great. Appraisal. Appraises a value. Nice. We get to the closing table. Oh, no. Round table closing. We'll say the house was 200000 She says in the middle of the closing... I can't believe I accepted the short appraisal at $180,000. I literally kicked her underneath the table. You are telling these buyers who are about to pay $200,000 for your house that you had previously accepted an offer for $180,000. For $180,000. Shut your mouth. Can we just tell people this is why 
you should have someone like you have a lawyer. Nine out, ninety-nine percent of people have a lawyer at court. If you have a good agent, they should rep. You should have a good agent represent you all the way through the transaction. We tell you what to say and what not to say, dude. Just like ridiculous. a deputy, uh, just, we, that is our job. You don't go to it. You do not go. Just <laughs> that's a great analogy, Trent. You don't go to court without an agent or a lawyer or a law- <laughs> don't take me to court. Do not take me to court. I will it. send you to jail so quick. Don't Objection, take me to court. your honor. You don't go to court without an attorney. You shouldn't go to the closing table without an agent. Because again, we said that do we're there an agent. to not do anything, but we did a lot to get you there. I had a seller do kind of the same thing. She started talking about these issues with the house. I'm like, oh well, God. I told her, I was like, hey, don't say anything. I preference her. I was like, don't say anything until after everyone signs. Because at that point, I'm not liable. You're not liable. Even well, once maybe. everybody's signed, wait till that yeah. wait till that check she clears. There's starts, some closings. She starts talking, and I'm just like, I am biting my tongue and lip, looking at the other agent. I'm like, if I was that agent, I'd be like, one second. We'd walk out be like, Let's renegotiate. Yep. Because she just threw out five issues that was not on, that should have been on the property disclosure. They didn't do anything. They just wanted to sign and get out of there. I was just like, I told her, I was like, hey, I know you really want to talk to her. You shouldn't have said all that stuff. You shouldn't have said all that or stuff. Or actually, you should have put on a property disclosure. Yes. Um, and don't say yeah, stuff at closing. Yeah. Because you're going to get me in trouble. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy how they talk about that. Ooh. She saw her Instagram live. That's why. Did she? No. Did she I follow no us? Idea. I don't know. I've got like 30 does. people on Instagram. I bet um, she does follow us. But circling all the way back to habits, I think if you set those habits right, that fit kind of who you are. Like, I think the biggest problem is people try to turn themselves into people who they're really not. And you do have to like improve yourself, I think. So as long as you understand who you are and what your limitations are what they or what they could be, I should say, I think as long as you set your habits and your belief, as long as your habits and belief are aligned, Right. Or your habits are taking you to the belief you want to get to, you'll be okay. Like if you want to wake up at 5 a.m., you can do it. I'm not saying you go from staying up till 2 a.m. and also waking up at 5 out. I mean, you progressively do it. Do too much. I think you have to be manageable because I think the worst thing you can do is set these habits of like, I'm going to go, which we all have done it before. I'm going to go prospect for five hours a day and get three listing appointments a day, no matter what. And what, what happens when you don't do it? And then you're like, okay, I'm going to catch up. And what happens when you can't do 10 hours? You're talking about setting realistic goals. No, I don't like realistic goals. I said, that's not real. I mean, if you looked at anyone else in this business, that is not realistic at all. We've talked to some of the top agents and their conversation is we are hoping to do it. We're going to do. Right. But at the same time, those top agents also know they have the process and steps and, right, and they have the systems to know that if we do it right, we can so, get there. The people who say, I'm going to do 10 million my first year who haven't done any sales or never been in real estate. Yeah, you can do it if your dad's done it or something like that, yes. or you've studied it and you worked on it. Or you're before. selling houses in Calabasas for a million dollars a piece. Yeah, and you, and you only need 10, 10 of them. 10 deals. I could, I could crush 10 units in Calabasas. I, I mean, I could do 100 deals next year if I do 4%. I could do it, but doesn't. But I mean, those goals are on there, but also with the net of so you know, so much. All right, so we're we're gonna. They always talk about you. You start planning for your next year after quarter three. Yeah. Right. I think with the current market, we have to start doing it right now. Oh, I know. I already did it. So you and I, right now, declaring, we're gonna hold each other accountable for the next however many weeks. 
what is one what is your one habit outside of personal life yeah that you are going to do and if you don't you have to throw I don't you just you, you have to spend five minutes talking about how great you are apparently if the market doesn't change you probably don't remember that bet I do remember that bet I also remember there's no bet uh, just straight up accountability what is it the one thing that I'm going to ask you you have to be doing every day Monday through Friday to hit that 16.5 and for me to hit 16.51 so for starting now minimum so this is just a minimum two minimum. hours straight uninterrupted prospecting for listings only not following up with sellers Monday through Friday, Monday through Friday, two hours a day minimum of just listing new listing oriented stuff. Okay. Two hours minimum. I will do the exact same real original. Okay. Okay. What, what do you want me to do? You want me to one up you? Okay. I'll do four hours of prospecting. Now it's a damn competition. Do, like, did you do your two? I'm going to do four it. hours of prospecting. Like, dude, eat a bag of dicks, <laughs> right? Like, what? If I gave you the first opportunity, if I said one hour, I look like a I look like a loser. If I say three hours, it's a whole really. Benzel one upper. I'm going to do the exact same thing as you. We are going to do two hours. I'm going to eat that shit like Kobayashi. Two new two listing two. Oh my god, Ben, talk like a human. We are going to do two hours of listing prospecting Monday through yep. Friday. At this point, we don't care what time. However, you manage it, you yeah, manage it doesn't it. matter. You just got to do two hours. Of we will touch base only prospecting. We are we are making a public announcement, and it's not the one million dollar giveaway. It is a real. We are we will touch base every day to make sure we did that. Uh, okay, for sure. Okay, next podcast we'll go over it and see how we did. See how many listing appointments we got. Deal. Yeah. Well, you see that board right there? Bam, 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 bam. It's looking pretty hot. Ben's looking at my upcoming listings. Dwarf. Don't, you Ooh. can't see him. That is that coming soon advertisement? <laughs> yeah, they're coming soon. Yeah, let's do it. I think two hours, not any competition-wise, it'll just be good to make sure we both do accountability. Yeah, I do want to know how many listing appointments each day, though. If anyone else does it, let us know. Follow up with the sale goes because you know it's only going into good things. If There's you, nothing yes. that's going to come bad of spending two hours nothing, actually finding the sellers. I don't think anything nothing. negative has ever come to somebody's bank account for prospecting cold leads for two hours a day. I know it's stupid, but here's the thing: it's not just calling. I use Facebook. I, I go deep. However, I go, you want I go to do it. Strange with I, it. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. get Doctor Strange with my lead finding. It's weird. It is weird. Um, other than that, guys. We didn't say at the beginning. We appreciate you listening. This one was definitely random and all over the place. Um, like, subscribe, follow, leave a review if you can. I know most places you can't. Um, let us know if you guys if have you any have questions. Feedback. Yeah, we want that. Yeah, positive and negative. I mean, this one's gonna be like, oh, I don't want to know hey, this one. Dingbat, you guys flew all over all over the map with that one. I felt like we smoked a Cheech and Chong reefer right now they we were, were all over the place they'd be jealous of us right now Dante's how random we were va loan movement mortgage